It's a fun time with Katie and Leslie. 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 Fun, fun time, time, fun time, fun time, fun time, fun time. Are you ready for a fun time with Katie and Leslie? Woo! Leslie, what's your favorite poem? I did a snort laugh in the middle of you saying that. Let's try again. <laughs> Leslie, what's your favorite poem? <laughs> Wait, what if I ask you first? Okay. Hey, Katie. Uh-huh. What's your favorite poem? What's a poem? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'll look it up in my mini dictionary. <laughs> the best dictionary for all your mini words <laughs> they're only small <laughs> it's, it's really good for hat box <laughs> of bread <laughs> uh. <laughs> you have to go to the big oxford dictionary for like anti-disestablishmentarianism and all the rest of it yeah i don't Crab. have a clue what it is because i only have a mini dictionary um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, a poem is a piece of, of imaginative writing in verse. Oh, like Alfred Lord Tennyson, poet laureate in the late Victorian era. Yep. Cool. I like his shit. I always wonder what those are called. Uh, my favorite poem, I really love Alfred Lord Tennyson. I think I'm going to go with Mariana which is like a complete turnaround from when I first read it during English A-level because it's about this depressed woman and I used to like I used to find her so annoying like she'd just repeat all the time like god I wish I was dead and then didn't do anything oh, um, mood though uh yeah and now I realize oh yeah the reason I hated it was because I massively related <laughs> I was like this woman who just like lives in a gross house and doesn't even tidy it because she's depressed and just wants to die all the time that's so stupid anyway <laughs> i'm uh, katie mitchell <laughs> and i'm leslie ewing burgess <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the podcast <laughs> <laughs> leslie yes katie. now we know what a poem is yeah What's your favorite poem? I think my favorite poem is one that I read when I was 10 years old. It's called The Cremation of Sam McGee and it's by Robert Service. And I'll just basically explain it to you. It's cool. So it's about there's this guy called Sam McGee and he dead, like he's super not alive. And so that's people really have to go, sad. I know it is sad and it's like but that's what you go into it with so that's just the facts you know so you're not that attached to mm -hmm. him you can understand the sadness that people must feel but you don't know this man you just know him as a corpse a corpse with a name so these so some people are taking him I can't remember if it's one person or multiple people but he's being taken to be cremated the, 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 the title of the poem suggests all of this yeah, I think it's through the Arctic, like through the sort of very cold bit of Canada, because um, mm -hmm. it's a Canadian poem. Can't help where we're from. Um, 
and so so it's this whole thing this journey of bringing basically bringing bringing this cadaver um to be cremated and then it has an amazing twist ending because <gasps> finally i know it's like an m night Shyamalan. um they finally um get him into the cremation oven and then at the very end I think they look into the cremation oven and he's there and he's alive and he's like yeah thanks I was just really cold (laughs) (laughs) and I love it like I haven't read the real thing in years but it's truly stuck with me oh my god it's amazing (laughs) oh thanks yeah cheers it was a bit chilly yeah it was a chilly lad you fixed it Oh, my skin's melting. <laughs> it's just what I wanted. I think, yeah, he was so cold. It's like when you have something super, super, super frosty from the freezer. And even all the heat of the oven ain't helping that for a while. I don't know. Is that a thing that happens? They've not I just put him in it. World works. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, everything that's in the freezer, you put in the oven at 200 degrees for 20 minutes and then. It's delicious. That's, yeah, that's including that's your buddy, everything. Sam McGee. Yeah. <laughs> Yum. Delicious. Yeah, so it's, it's a good poem. It sounds really good. I also all really of his family the there, like, mourning. Yes, I love a bit of William Blake. Yeah, I went to that exhibition uh, at, where was it? It was at the Tate. I went to the, oh. the William Blake exhibition that they did. And Is that the I one he did like the... with the bed lady? Mm, no. Okay. <laughs> I, I saw I saw one at Tate Liverpool where he was with the bed lady. It's an artist who did yeah, a yeah, really no, famous uh, piece. Tra- to... Tracy Emin? Yeah, I nearly said yeah. Tracy Ullman, who I think is a comedian. So <laughs> yeah, she truly is. I think it was her show back in the late '80s that the first Simpsons uh, clips were played on. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, so there we go, Tracy Ullman. I was, yeah, <laughs> I can't remember bed. bed. Yeah, they, they did like a joint exhibition in Liverpool when I went for the Biennale, 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 and William Blake and Tracy Ullman. Yeah, I know. It was fucking weird. I didn't get it. I, I went to go. No. I went to go look. I literally walked past all of her stuff because I'm not like a big fan. And then went to yeah, you just, you, go you've see seen Blakey. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember. I didn't see how they ever linked at all. I think no. they were just like, oh, we've got these two things. We'll put them in a room. <laughs> That's like, amazing. It was, it was yeah. It was such a bizarre exhibition. Like literally, it was just loads of Blake. Um, like gorgeous paintings and prints and stuff and some of like the songs of innocence and experience were there um, Ghost of a Flea wasn't there which I was sad about oh yeah I, but, I saw um, Ghost of a Flea in the exhibition at the Tate and I was so excited that's what I was there for I was like <laughs> to me. it's only small <laughs> oh, oh I know we, um, oh, I've already done my favorite poem but can I do um, my favorite William Blake poem and recite it because yes. it's really good um, it's sick yeah. rose which is oh rose thou art sick the invisible worm who flies in the night in the howling storm hath found thy bed of crimson joy and with his dark secret love does thy life destroy and the thing is like the invisible worm who flies in the night in the howling storm you don't get poetry like that anymore it's so no, that's amazing 
the invisible so worm who flies in the night in the howling <laughs> storm. That's just like two lines. Also, also a thing that I didn't realize about him until I went to this exhibition and I was running around being an idiot with my friends. We were probably incredibly irritating, but we're really trying not to be. If he you're enthusiastic really about the artwork, you can do what you want. Yeah, well, exactly. And But he really, we, we realized, he really fucking loved to paint or draw a very detailed butt regardless of how much clothing a person was wearing. Yeah! <laughs> The buttocks are prominent in any place that they possibly can turn up in his work, <laughs> and I appreciate that about him. He was just a little pervert man who had some funny ideas it. about God, and I love him. Yeah, he's great. And also he had a, this amazing, like, Cerberus painting, which I related to. I looked at it, my friends and I were like, oh, that's us. <laughs> <laughs> there I am. Three goofy faces. <laughs> Hot take, hot take of the week. 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 Oh, we're terribly edgy. Hot take of the week. Squash should be kept in the sauce cupboard. Yeah, I'm fine I with mean, that. You <laughs> call that? Oh, okay. Never mind. But as an explanation for people who aren't, because I wasn't. This is something my partner Ben started doing. We've got a very small kitchen and he has put puts squash in the sauce cupboard and I would go look for it in all the other cupboards and not find it because why would you put it in the sauce cupboard? Um, and he was like, oh, it just makes sense to me. And in the end, I got used to it and grumbled about it until I realised that squash is sauce and like seasoning for water. Yeah. Like you put ketchup on chips you put hoisin sauce on chips and you put everything else on chips but uh, you mm -hmm. can you put your squash which for people who don't know what that is because they're from like a different part of the world um is this thing we have in england which is supposedly like fruit like fruit juice concentrate and you add it to a little bit of water and then you have like um apple and blackcurrant squash it has never seen a fruit in its life it just tastes like it's just sugar and citric acid um but you buy it and it's nice it's nicer than your regular water and it's just really cheap but it's yeah, seasoning my, my... for your water like like anything else is it's genius yeah i like that about it my, my flatmate my flatmate keeps all of hers on the counter right next to the fridge, which I suppose makes sense because we have our filtered water in the fridge, so she should just sort of yeah. make herself up a nice little drink. That's where I was with it. I was like, oh, on the counter so I can get to it, maybe near the sink. Um, but it is, wa it is water sauce. Yeah, water sauce. I, I asked Ben if I could, if I could do this because it's his idea and I didn't... He also is like comedy does... He's not... It doesn't do stand up, but he does like comedy stuff. He's and I was like, is, is this yours? He's a very funny boy. I get jealous, but he's amazing <laughs> and I love him so much. Um, he, uh, I was like, is this, is this yours? Can I, can I talk about this? Because it's sauce and it belongs in the, in the thing. And because it's, it's sauce. And he was like, I've never thought of it that way. It just made sense for it, for it to be put in the sauce cupboard. Because it's, yes. it's it's a subconscious it, it, thought of it, but he hadn't yeah. thought of it consciously. Yeah, and, and so I just blew his mind, but I was him. like, and, yeah, I was like, 
you know that you know that it's it's source for like the reason you think that is it's source for water and he was like oh. like i just psychoanalyzed him in the middle <laughs> of the day which is rude because he's just about to go work out and now he's going to be thinking about oh my god it's water source I don't know, that's that's good though that he can kind of like meditate on that thought yeah it's like that's nice that he has that time because because also because exercise is like good for the brain and so i feel like that's the best possible conditions to be given that sort of revelation under because yeah. he can with a very very positive frame of mind figure out what that means to him yes The desert king snake is native to Texas, Arizona, and New Mexico. It is non-venomous, and its diet consists of rodents, lizards, and smaller snakes, including rattlesnakes. It is colored yellow and black and normally grows to a length of three to four feet, although some have been known to grow up to almost seven feet, longer than me. You know, I'm quite long. Not, I know, I'm not that long, I'm like, but I'm quite long. They're docile creatures when coming face to face with humans, and if they don't try to escape, they'll often play dead by flipping onto their backs and lying motionless. Aww. I know, it's cute. They I basket like temperatures of about 84 to 90 degrees Fahrenheit, which is approximately around the 30 degrees Celsius range. So that's my hot oh. snake of the week. Yeah! Random year, random year. We find a year, a random year. We have a little chat about the random year. Were we alive? What will we do? Listen to random year and we'll tell you. Are we in the future? Are we in the past? Don't think about how long you'll last because we all die. Random year. Are we ready for the year? Ready for the year. 1983. I wasn't alive. No, I wasn't alive either. Huh. Random Thank you for calling. Welcome to your answer phone inbox. We just wanted to say your customized answer phone greeting is very funny. You have one new message. It is from Katie and Leslie, who can't believe you'd miss their call for the telephone game. I guess it will just have to be a very small telephone game between the two of them. Oh well. Enjoy. I've never seen a coconut crab cunt. 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 I've never seen a coconut grab grab cunt. I've never seen a coconut grab cunt. <laughs> oh my god. I've never seen a coconut grab cunt. Oh my god. I've never seen a coconut grab cunt. <laughs> I've never seen oh my god, I've never seen a coconut grab cunt. <laughs> I've never seen oh my god, I've never seen a co coconut grab cunt. <laughs> I've never seen, oh my god, I've never seen a coconut crab 
Gun nag. Oh no. <laughs> I've never seen. Oh my god. I've never seen a co- coconut crab gun. No. <laughs> I've never seen. Oh my god. I've never seen a coconut grab cunt all night. I've never seen. I've never seen. Oh my god. I've never seen a co- coconut grab cunt. No, no. I'm not. I've, oh my god. I've, oh. <laughs> I've never seen, oh my god, I've never seen <laughs> a coconut crab gunt. Oh no. <laughs> I've never seen, oh my god, a coconut crab gunt. Oh no. <laughs> I've never seen a coconut crab gun. Oh no! Oh no, no. it's oregano here which is fucking weird um because we say oregano um it the pronunciation is in this dictionary oregano because oregano do you want a little bit of oregano love oregano (laughs) a little bit of oregano love katie katie this is this is such a strong dictionary page because because also on this page are orgasm and orgy (laughs) Ah! How do you pronounce those in Canadian? Uh, orgasm and orgy. <laughs> orgy and oragon or orgasm. Orgasmago. Orgasmago. A. Hey, you know A. A is a thing, isn't it? Do you A? You know, just had a, I just had a really, a really crazy orgasmago, buddy. 
sentence is that is that the the orgy you went to in yeah, 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 uh, vancouver know. canada leslie yeah, I, I mean if anything that's upsetting because i'm not from that side of the country the only time i go there is to see my family <laughs> i don't know anywhere else you're from ontario ottawa is where ottawa. i'm from ottawa is that in ontario and so is Toronto. <laughs> Canada's not well known because it's not interesting, but come it's on. It's also very big. Yeah. yeah fucking second biggest country in the world, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was a visual. Name less Russian cities and that's the biggest country. That's true. Um, okay, well, do you want to try a, thir- a third word for the, just for the fucking road? <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Cool. Republic, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> They're good in Star Wars. They're not good anywhere else. Yeah. Ether. Noun. A liquid used as an anesthetic and solvent. Or the upper regions of the air. Oh. Katie and Leslie are great at writing haikus. Enjoy them or else... Um, by the way, that was, that was a haiku. Um, I just sort of turned it into a bit of a, like, theme song for, you know, what's about to happen. Like, it'll make sense when you hear it. Like, just, yeah, just trust me. There we go. I have written a haiku for the word ether. Who wants to go first? Um, I can go first. Cool. All right, here is my haiku for the word ether. Look at that ether. Upper region of the air. I really like it. Yeah! (laughs) Mine is based on um, (laughs) mine is based on um, something that really happened in my true life uh, which I associate ether from. In biology locusts drowned in ether Big fucking sad dude. Oh no. <laughs> I like also we, we managed to use both definitions of ether there. Yeah. Good for us. We went different ways with it. And that's why we make such a good team. Can we do another one? Yeah. You want to do a different yeah. word than same? Oh yeah, sure. Different word. I feel like a different word is, is fun because then we have proper options, don't we? Okay. Communication. Okay. The word is communication, which is a noun. There are three definitions. One, the act of communicating. Two, a letter or message, or three, and this refers to communications with an S at the end, means of traveling or sending information. Ooh. Yeah. Right. Fun time? Question mark. 
Nebulous. Ooh. Leslie and Katie funny. Communication. <laughs> it's about the podcast. I know, it's really nice. Okay, <clears throat> here's my first one. Hey, it is Leslie. <laughs> Here is communication. I am doing fine. Yes, really you are. Really one communication there. Not, not, not asking about you. <laughs> Leslie, we're recording a podcast. It's the most one-sided communication you can get. <laughs> True. <laughs> What's the second one? <laughs> and Leslie, I mean, please tweet us. But, um... <laughs> Communication is gay. The hats talk only in big farts. That's amazing. I like it a lot. Thank you. Do you want to hear my second one? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm really proud of this one, so I just need to amp myself up. Communication. Communication. It is communication <laughs> yes that's such a good use of the syllables <laughs> it's actually the one i wrote first but i was like this one's funnier <laughs> excellent in the episode oh i've got to make the episode description of the podcast fun time question mark nebulous katie and leslie funny communication <laughs> Dude, that would be so good. <laughs> okay, are we happy with that as that segment? Yeah, I am. Cool. Is it can rhyme, but it can also not rhyme. But you know, the most important thing in poetry is how it makes you feel and emotions and that shit. So I've got a fun little game for you, Leslie. Ooh, to I kind of get games. some of some more of the abstract feelings of particular things rather than just focusing on rhymes and stuff as we play crunchy or spelunchy <laughs> that is does it feel more like it's crunchy so that could either be good as in like some nice crisps or stepping on like autumn leaves or it could be spelunchy which like spelunky it's spelunchy Spelunking is when you go into caves. Um, is it more like being in a cave? Is it like more like comforting and you're in a nice space? Or is it very claustrophobic? Or like crunchy could be bad, like bones. So I'm gonna start with I'm gonna start with an easy one for you. This is just like a, a little test to get into it. Moles, crunchy or spelunchy? Can I say both? Ooh, yeah, because I, I put that in as like a little spelunchy red herring, because obviously they go underground, but yeah, I'd love to hear your crunchy argument and your spelunchy argument. I mean, but I feel, <laughs> I mean, I would never happen, and I hate the fact that I thought of it. <laughs> You're going to crunch on a mole, Leslie? I think someone probably could, theoretically. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't know how good their bones are, but 
think probably any any anything with bones is probably a bit crunchy, including us, Katie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Horrifying. <laughs> I'm really unhappy about it. So, bones innate in all living creatures aside, the process of getting tattooed, crunchy or spelunchy? I'm going to say spelunchy. Hmm. Yeah, because I feel like in a way, depending on the pain of the tattoo, you kind of need to go into sort of a zen brain place. Yeah. And I think theoretically for some people, it could that could be like, you know, like a cool calming cave you know you yeah. need to find the cave within yourself sometimes in order to get through several hours of painful tattooing yeah i also think like in a tattoo studio you don't have many like soft furnishings around you so everything kind of echoes like a cave that's true i was and gonna also, say there's all the stalactites and stalagmites in there yeah <laughs> just buckets on the floor with ancient minerals and yeah. um all, all the very very old paintings on the wall <laughs> if you um if you don't want to spend much money on a tattoo they can just put their hand on you and like spit red ochre <laughs> just directly onto you <laughs> and they do they do i was there's like a slight crunchy argument for like it's got needles and also like in it's not really crunchy so much as crisp and like kind of cleanliness which i would associate with that but yeah. I think you're right. It is mostly spelunchy. But also, um, I'd say maybe your 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 skin does get a bit crunchy in the aftermath. Yes, yeah. and that's why good aftercare is important. <laughs> um, so, the process and feelings of buying new boots, crunchy or spelunchy? Well, they're kind of like nice caves for your feet, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> But then, you know, in those new boots, and if in the autumn, sorry, the, the fall, I think, is autumn, is, no, fall is like the super North American, sometimes I get confused. Um, anyway, in the autumn, you might you notice me just being like, which one for where I live? Um, in the autumn, with all the leaves on the ground, you might go, I'm taking these boots for a little test run, you can have a little crunch mm -hmm. on the leaves. I I'm I think more crunchy just like um you buying new boots they're gonna be in a shoebox and they've generally got that like crinkly like crackly oh, yeah. paper around the paper. them and then yeah. it like they take a while to get to soften up and get like into there's no right or wrong yeah. answers for this it's entirely no it's, it's, it's I feel yeah. in a very zen brain place thinking of thinking of these things yeah um so I would go more on crunchy, but it is kind of spelunchy in that it's a new experience. Um, what about... Yeah, and your feet are um, like, what's this? It's dark. I've written bubby, which I'm assuming means a puppy. Crunchy or spelunchy? I don't don't crunch the puppy. My... <laughs> don't, don't eat it. To. I'm not eating it. It's just the fact that it would be crunchy if there was excessive weight put on it. You don't want it. Oh my god! I don't want it to be. But you know, they said a vegan and a non-vegan doing a podcast together it just won't work. And I'm horrified to agree with them. <laughs> I just came here like, oh cute puppy. puppy. And then Leslie's like, alright. No. <laughs> Sorry. I'm on, I'm, I'm on the puppy's side. <laughs> 
I'm a very pro puppy person. Um, just try to imagine how a puppy would react to a cave. Good. My um, this is slightly. It's not really cave-like, but um, my aunt uh, has a very good dog called Hugo, and he's a Labrador, and he's really excitable, but like massive. Like he's like a bear. He's huge. And um, he's just like, he's just big and tall, but also like full of muscle because they live in the Lake District. And when we went and visited their landlords, their landlord was like building a new house and they're going to rent, uh, they rent a flat in it. And um, they went there to the construction site and it was just like the outer walls and a few inner ones. And we let the dog Hugo in and he just went like barreling around. And there was like so much space. We had to stop him because he's so he's so fucking big and heavy, and the floors were slipping. And we were genuinely afraid he was going to go through the drywall. <laughs> he's honestly the heft of this dog. Like it's so good. Um, but he was having a whale of a time, and he's only, I mean he's he's like five now, but he's still got puppy brain. He's just like runs around. He's so Dogs good. Are so good. I I'm I have no previous things for this. I was just looking at. I was just thinking of. What are four things which we have emotional attachments to? And it was like, I know, well, I, I just kind of feel deep regret about the fact that I did point out that everything has bones and can be crunched. <laughs> I, just feel I feel like it's something... In... No, 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 it's good. I, I feel like it's something we should always keep in all, mind. We... Yeah, we, we, we are only crunchy. <laughs> in the end, we will all be crunchy. <laughs> Some kind of memento mori, like, we all... <laughs> we all must die, and we all must become crunchy. Ah, <laughs> oh, but get buried in a cave, and then you're both. <gasps> that's that's the final episode of the podcast when one of us dies and gets buried in a cave. <laughs> yeah, we can. We have to. We have to hold each other to account and be like, make sure my final wishes are fulfilled. <laughs> I've got a new one, and this should be relatively cut and dry, and like the puppy. Um, a good old tagliatelle, crunchy or spelunchy. Yeah, that's that, that's a crunchy boy, unless. <laughs> I thought no wait, isn't it pasta? So it's not supposed to be crunchy. Well, if it's but if it's if it's a dry one before it's before it's cooked. Oh, wait, I did say good old. Yeah, you're right. Fuck. Oh, you listen yeah, no, to I, me I, more than I do. Yeah, and 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 also I I know I know tagliatelle well. It comes in those little balls of noodle. And those are crunchy. And then you put oh. them in the water and they become saft. Huh. That's only only working with dried pasta. I, I, I'm not, you know, I don't work much with, with fresh pasta, but that would be an entirely different ballgame. Um, all that to say, though, it could also be spelunchy if, for instance, you were eating it in a cave. <laughs> that is true. I feel like spelunchy is kind of like... Like the, the onomatopoeia of when you're putting it in the water as well, and it goes sploosh, sploosh, sploosh. You know the sound which water makes, crunchy or spelunchy. I feel like the hula hoop itself being a sort of rounded space is like a very, very limited cave. <laughs> oh, you mean like all the way around? Yeah, for your hips. I was like, oh, it's kind of cave-like because you go through the middle. I hadn't considered the fact that it's hollow and it's got a cave all over it. That's so good. Also, I think it's very spelunchy. This is, yeah, 
Uh, also, just a side thing, but don't you don't need to include this in the podcast. It's probably not going to be funny, but I just remembered this. Um, when when I when I helped Megan run the Bowie night in January, and we made a scary cave with bats in the corner, Megan literally uh, used a hula hoop to attach crinkly paper to to make the cave. <laughs> oh fuck yeah! But the crinkly paper is a bit crunchy, though, isn't it? It's I know. Oh my god, it was that was crunchy and spelunchy. Also, we had a we had a we just had night. Fuck Leslie. Just kept playing. The Bowie, the Bowie Buxton video over and over oh, and over all night. So good. <laughs> always happening. So good. We found the ultimate crunchy or spelunchy thing, and I'm so proud of us. Uh, other yeah, ones I'm which so we're on a time thing, and I want to give you time to do, you, do your thing, but other options included going to an arcade, the first day at school, and you're wearing a fresh uniform that's too big, and your favourite alcoholic beverage. So we can do any of those, or we can move on. Maybe um, the listeners can send us, like, can tweet in what yeah. their oh, God, crunchy yeah, or spelunchy reactions to those. Yeah, we could we could just every once in a while bring it back, or just or just <laughs> reply to them. Always have an answer. Yeah. <laughs> etymology corner. The etymology of the word corner is Middle English from Anglo-Norman French, based on Latin cornu. Huh. Did you know? Unicorns are called unicorns because of their unique horns. <laughs> Did you know the term gaslighting comes from the scene in Muppet Christmas Carol where Emily Cratchit, famously played, of course, by Miss Piggy, is crying and claims it's just the lamplight? No. Oh, you're, no, no, sorry. I, I mean, I, I, said that, I said that with too much certainty, really, because that, that might not be true. The thing is... London streets were lit as early as 1816, but gaslight was generally distrusted for the first 50 years. So while that is likely the etymology of the term, the truth is up to speculation, since it was 1843 when Muppet Christmas Carol was written. (laughs) Okay, Katie, actually, this third one, this third one, I actually, I wouldn't say it's etymology as much as sort of more of a portmanteau. And I've got strong feelings on portmanteaus in as much as I love them when I make them up (laughs) and hate them when anyone else does. (laughs) You know, it's very much my mind to always be the person who's making up the fucking portmanteaus. And if if anyone else does and they go, or, or also if I make up a portmanteau, uh, which if you don't know, for some reason, it's a combination of two words. Uh, you will know that, but, you know, we just gotta pander for our less, uh, no, I shouldn't insult people in case they don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Ramble Zone, Katie. Leslie, come out of Ramble Zone. Tell me about your portmanteau. Okay. So, did you know that skin chronicity is the phenomenon in which one coincidentally ends up with matching tattoos with a friend or loved one? (laughs) I fucking love that, you know? I love my tattoo-based material so much. I love all of your material. It's why I'm doing Uh, a podcast. I love all your material. Did I ever tell you about the time um, 
at my work that a man came up to me and he told me, you could probably sell your skin for a lot of money now. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I went to my coworker and I was like, what would I spend the money on? And he went, bandages? <laughs> Get this guy on the podcast. I'm going to fucking... Exceptional, exceptional. Is That's that so thing? good. That's quicker than I've ever been in my life. I know, literally, because we, because, because we're too busy, like, thinking about it. And finally, Katie, if you, if you shout out any word, you don't need to shout it. If you reasonably, reasonably volumely speak any word, I will tell you the etymology of it. Um, arcade. Okay, the etymology of arcade comes, the origin is Latin. It's from arcus, which means bow. Ooh. So there we go. That's, that's is that because Is that because in um, Roman times, they would have, you'd go to an arcade and there would be some pictures of a zombie on a wall and you had to pay like a token and shoot them with a bow and arrow and then go and get a shitty prize with Let some just- like papyrus tickets. Let me just let me just have a little bit of a look just to see because I'm not sure. Yes. Ah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to a fun time with Katie and Leslie. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram at Katie and Leslie, and on on Facebook, Katie's the hype man, and on Facebook at either a fun time with Katie and Leslie if you search it or Facebook.com/slash Katie and Leslie. Fuck yeah. Katie, where can they find you? <laughs> <laughs> you can find me personally at Katie Zoe Mitchell on Instagram and Katie Zoe Mitch on Twitter. And you can find me at Rainbow Z on Instagram and Twitter. And on Facebook, you can either search for Leslie Ewing Burgess if you can spell that, which you can't, or <laughs> Facebook.com slash boobsly or boobs lie, however you choose to read it. No! Oh. Big cartoon eyes. Oh, woo, <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to do one more, but I actually wanted to leave this up to you. So, so Katie, think, think of a word. Think of any word, and I will tell you the etymology of it. I don't know any words. <laughs> you can't believe me. Um, <laughs> the only thing my brain is telling me is fruit shoot. <laughs> That's not... That's so shit, isn't it? It's so shit. Fruit shoot. Fruit because it's a fruit and you shoot it, Katie, you fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> would you count doing? I guess doing would be two syllables. Do, if we, I feel like doing is one of those doing. weird words. Doing. 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 <laughs> doing. <laughs> doing.